Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acree. And today we've got a return guest on the podcast. This is kind of a, this is a, well, not kind of, this is a friend of ours. Yeah, it's a friend of ours. Yeah. Uh, absolute beast. A friend of yours. He, you and him are competing over like gym gym time and like yeah, well, time he, spent in gym. I, I mean, I wouldn't tell this to him live on the show, but now that we're recording the intro, I can tell him this. I mean, he, he, <laughs> he probably has me a little bit beat in the gym these days, especially because I just had my first little girl. But yeah, I'm that'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah, seriously. I'm excited for this interview, though, because I think there's a, a piece of the market that so many businesses are not taking advantage of, real estate, insurance agents, financial advisors. And this is this idea of educational workshops, yeah. educational seminars. We're going to talk today a lot about deep diving into how do you host like a webinar yeah. because we're in this virtual world now and there's a way to do it where you get tons of leads. I mean, this is this guy's whole business and they do millions and millions worth of sales, thousands of, of these things, having tons of success. So I can't wait for you guys to hear this. Yeah, we're going to introduce him in just a second. But before we do, if you're not subscribed to Stay Paid on Apple Podcast, we would love if you would head on over, subscribe to us as well as leave a review to let us know how we're doing along with five stars. Throw us five stars. Yes. We said it before, even if, even if it's a bad review, like even if yeah. you don't like the show, just do the five stars yeah, and then write the negative. Hard. Get your feelings out in the comment, not necessarily in the rating. This week's featured review comes from Arlie K via Apple Podcast. They say perceptive and actionable. Oh, perceptive. Never been told that before. <laughs> that is a first. We are perceptive and actionable. Five stars. Genuinely one of the most insightful podcasts in the sales and marketing space. Stay paid is easy to relate to, packed with valuable information, and always speaks to me right where I'm at. It's an excellent listen. So thank you so much, Arlie K. That was actually a very flattering review. I had pasted, copied and pasted the review in here, but I didn't actually read it. And now when I went back through and read it, I was like, man, that was really nice. It warms my heart. Thank you, Arlie. We would love to hear your reviews and your comments as well on the show. Uh, and for, and so let's get into this week's. She has me flattered. She yeah. was flustered. She has me flustered. This week's episode coming up. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. All right, let's welcome back to the podcast, Brad Swinehart. He's the host and creator of the leading financial advisor podcast, Be Advised, as well as a contributor to NASDAQ. Over the past five years, Brad has significantly contributed as vice president of business development to the success of White Glove, a done-for-you marketing platform for financial advisors, and has helped more than 10,000 financial advisors educate more than 500,000. That's half a million. Whew, Luke potential clients. Brad, welcome back to Stay Paid. Good to have you. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me again. It's always a lot of fun. Yeah, Brad, it's always awesome to have you on the show. I will tell everybody who's in the audience, you know, I've known Brad, how many years has it been now? At least three years? I thought you were going to go into the man crush. Yeah, the man the, crush. I do have a, a, a crush on his man bun. <laughs> if you guys want to check out the uh, turn to your yeah, side it's... profile right now, Brad. <laughs> Yeah, just so the YouTube video watchers could see that glorious man. Go. The national go. premiere. A fun fact about Luke Acre, he always wanted long hair because I play guitar, right? And I was in a rock band. But my hair grows like a fro. Yeah. It doesn't well, grow I down. Well, I just want hair, up. period. Would be nice. yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't really relate to this conversation that you guys are having yeah, pre-podcast. Hey, you had great just, hair in your younger days. Uh, you just get into it. I mean, COVID was the perfect opportunity to start doing it because it was like six months where nobody got to see you. So it was just... It was terrible. So I mean, true. It was awful. Yeah. Well, now that's like 
Steve. Now we're well on our way to being a, a full-fledged Viking. That'll be the, the goal for next year. So, Well, that's so funny you say that because Steve, um, he had to go through our, our CEO here, partner in crime. He had to go through almost a year of like awkward looking. So like awkward. He, he, it looks so <laughs> awkward. And now he has like amazing long hair. I mean, you, I he wish does have, he actually does have amazing yeah. long hair. Everybody, kind of forgot, everybody forgot listening to this. Yeah. yeah. Everybody listening to this is like, guys, what are we talking about here? This is an ad for L'Oreal. If you need great hair, go to L'Oreal.com. I actually have no idea. Sponsor us L'Oreal. But anyways, here's the point <laughs> of what I was saying is Brad, as you can already tell, Brad is one of the best business development and sales guys you will meet. Mm. And I'll say that about a lot. Of people, but Brad, we have a guy on our team, Andrew Saxa, yeah. who seems to be able to connect with anybody, knows everybody, has a story for everything, and Brad gives Andrew a run for his a money. run for his money. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> I, I I don't know if I can. I, I'd love to put you guys head to head, but Brad is an incredible business development guy, incredible sales guy. Uh, we've done many, many. Um, let's say conferences together, had some good times in Vegas, so it's been been fun. <laughs> We're gonna learn though. Today, what Brad is an absolute expert in, which is how to do a virtual webinar. Like, how do you actually do in a virtual event? How do you do it well? Brad's whole company, White Glove, has been really, really the experts and leaders in the space, I believe, in this idea of in-person seminars. Yeah. So they grew this massive business, growing super fast. I don't know how many employees you guys had, probably almost 200 employees. And then all of a sudden, COVID hits. And so they're doing tons and tons of in-person seminars and they have to shift on a dime to doing webinars mm -hmm. and virtual events. So I'm going to let you take it away, Brad. Tell us a little bit about that shift and then let's dive into this topic of how do you actually do a, a successful webinar event? Yeah, that's that's a great question. And really what we, we grew our business, like you said, very, very rapidly with a very simple principle in mind. And that's advisors don't shouldn't be focused on event planning. They shouldn't be focused on becoming marketers. They should be focused on talking to new prospects, meeting new clients. So we did everything else in the seminar space. We, we booked venues, we did marketing. Advisors didn't pay us a dime unless someone actually showed up. And that business model, um, on top of, you know, we had a guarantee. We know we're, we know we're good at it, so we're guaranteed you're going to pick up a client, right? So that business model alone drove us to doing just about 800 in-person events every single month. So in February 2020, we did 800 in-person seminars all across the US and Canada. Jeez. In, in March, we did zero. <laughs> and every advisor that worked with us was totally protected. They, they weren't out a dime in marketing costs. We, we ate all that cost. And what we very quickly realized is that this thing wasn't going to go away. Mm. But advisors still needed a way to grow. They still needed... Uh, a way to speak to that ideal consumer. But almost more importantly than that, and you mentioned the, the figure earlier, 500,000 households have gone to an educational event. The population, the, the general population, wants this information more than ever. With all those changing rules, you know, CARES Act, Secures Act, you know, Trump, Biden, you know, all that stuff going on, the stock market's going crazy. People are concerned about their financial future, and now they don't have that seminar connection. So they were absolutely still looking for advisors help. So we were kind of uniquely positioned in the industry. Is one we're really, really good at finding the ideal prospect for an advisor and driving them to take action. And for five years, we had that action be go to a live event, go to a seminar. And now we're in a space where that's not an option anymore. But you know what? We still have all the resources 
to drive them to do something. And we actually just brought in a CEO who ran a um, multi-million hour training company for professional business credits all through webinars. Hmm. So we took our mastery of marketing and the ability to find the right person and get them to act. His complete knowledge of how to run webinars successfully melded those together. And by the end of March, we were successfully hosting webinars with advisors to the end consumer. Wow. So we, we totally reinvented ourselves within that first month. And throughout 2020, we held more than 1,500 webinars with advisors as the host and those ideal consumers coming in and learning from that advisor. That's so incredible. are you doing more webinars now than live seminars? Has it actually increased the number? Yeah, absolutely. Um, seminars are slowly starting to come back depending on the area. We actually see that um, now more than ever, consumers are more comfortable at a restaurant. Mm. So it's it's less of that plate liquor mentality that, you know, three years ago they went in for the steak. But now it's, you know what, I haven't been in a library in 18 months, but I have been in a restaurant. So I know they're clean. I know they have a COVID policy. I know what to expect. I go to an event at a, at a restaurant, regardless if they're serving me a steak or a cheeseburger or whatever. Interesting. Um, but depending on your area, educational venues are open back up, restaurants are open back up. So seminars are starting to come back. We have seen a, a big flood of uh, advisor demand to get back in there. And we're, we're filling events again. We're absolutely doing that. But it's, it's a little uncertain still. Some areas open up and they close down and you have to pivot to a webinar. So we have that option built in as well. But we see that webinars and seminars are going to be that new hybrid and they're never going to go away. You're going to have to do both. Now, I totally agree. I want to point out to the audience, like this was a business doing multi-million dollars in a literal matter of days, the whole business model didn't work anymore. And so many people, I hate to say it, but so many people over the pandemic, one of the reasons they got crushed is because they did not become resourceful and they literally just waited. And you cannot wait. Like when, when crisis happens, one of the keys to crisis is you have to go on the offensive, not the defensive. It's like if you ever have a crisis happen in your business from a communication standpoint, anything like that, it's like offensive, offensive, communicate, communicate, communicate. Here's a whole business, like multi, multi-million dollars goes under overnight from a business model standpoint, totally reinvents themselves, comes out and produces a new product and is now rolling all with the vision still the same of how do we help advisors really attract new clients? How do we help them do their marketing for them? And I don't want to overlook that point that going, look, no matter what crisis you have going on in your business right now, like you're probably not a multi, multi-million dollar business with a business model totally shut down overnight. So you can get over it if you don't stick your head in the sand and you move forward and you go on the offensive. And so just don't let what's knocking you down prevent you because this is just a testament of that. And literally you guys are back and swinging. And what's great about it is the success story is not only did you evolve, you have uh, webinars now, but now you have a whole nother product line. So now you're coming out of the pandemic going back to in-person and you have webinar events that you do for people too. It's beautiful. It's a great success story. We might film a movie on you, man. That'd be cool. Can we get, <laughs> who would play me though? We'd have to get someone cool to play you because you'd have to be in the movie, right? Like the Luke Gakery, Brad Joyner, Meet in Vegas story would have to happen. Um, so we'd have to figure out some really good actors to play me. I have a few in mind, but we'll discuss that later. I have a few in mind. You've been thinking about this. <laughs> yeah, he knows. Yeah. Who, do you know? But let's, this, that's a serious uh, question. Who would play Brad in a movie? Yeah, yeah, Josh, do you know who would play you in a movie? 
Me? Yeah. I've been told I look like Brad Pitt, but yeah. I don't want to. Well, dude, when you did that face <laughs> smash or whatever it's called, if you guys follow us on Stay Paid's Instagram, with, which is, if you don't, you're missing out because Josh does some hilarious stuff on there. <laughs> but this, what is it called? Face smash or face? Uh, reface. Reface. Yeah. He put himself as Brad Pitt. And you really did look a lot like Brad yeah, Pitt. So he just has better hair. Wow. I look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club. Yes. When he was, when he has shaped. Compliment to literally the ideal man, right? That's what every guy wants to look like. That's <laughs> oh my cool. gosh, thank like, you guys. I was thinking like Danny DeVito for me. I thought that would be really cool. <laughs> but not like old school Danny DeVito, like new, like always sunny in Philadelphia Danny DeVito where he's just crazy and he's just running around like that. That's who I would pick. <laughs> That's me. fantastic. Oh my gosh. All right. So talk to us a little bit about this idea of hosting a virtual event. So for advisors, just so the audience understands, like, you guys literally will set up a webinar for people. You will get people to attend and the advisor just has to show up and do the webinar. And obviously then it's going to turn into leads and for them to be able to book appointments and, the, and so on. But explain kind of that whole process and then how does an advisor do it well or a real estate agent? Yeah, so we really wanted to come to the come to market with the same mentality in mind, like the advisor shouldn't worry about it. So we still came into with the same business model where they're not paying for marketing, they're paying for butts and seats, whoever logs on. Um, and we very quickly realized that we had very experienced seminar presenters that were struggling doing webinars. Hmm. They couldn't make that connection, right? They're used to 90 minutes, seeing somebody in their eye, being able to shake their hand after the event. And now you're talking to a screen, you get no audience feedback, and they're immediately like, hey, I don't like this, this isn't going to work. And we had other advisors that said, nope, I was going to do six events this month anyway, let's make them virtual, and I'm going to figure this thing out because I'm not going to sit around while this, this drains my business. And what we very quickly learned is there's some really key points to having a successful event compared to an okay event, and then there's the ones that will just never convert. And we learned that by when White Glove hosts an event with an advisor, all they have to do is show up and talk. We run the platform, we run the engagement tools, we handle the chat, we do the calendar apps, we literally do everything so that they can just talk. And the real professionals actually report it ahead of time and then sit on there and they run the questions themselves, but they don't talk live, right? It's played live. Those are the guys that have this thing down and are doing, you know, eight a month now is the, the people that can really hone that in. But what we realized is that it's mostly the confidence of the advisor that sets it apart. You know, as, as you guys know, doing events like this or, you know, public speaking, I know Luke is an amazing public speaker. We've had him at a lot of our events and um, I just like sit there in awe and watch him speak, but it's entirely different standing in front of a crowd, getting feedback, getting people to lean in, right. Getting people to nod their head and smile. And then talking to a camera where you have no feedback, you have no mm -hmm. idea if anybody's listening. They could be over here playing Candy Crush on the phone, checking Facebook, and you have no idea. But you have to give that presentation with that same enthusiasm as if they were leaning in, as if they were paying attention. And that, more than anything else, just takes confidence and practice. I hated doing webinars when we first transitioned over. I was, I was the same as Luke, you know, did the speaker circuit, got on stage as much as I could. And when we started doing webinars, I was like, this is awful. I have no idea if anybody liked it. I don't know if I'm funny. I don't know if, you know, if they're paying attention. And once you kind of get over your own insecurities, I'll tell you the truth, guys. You don't know if you're funny or if people like it or if you're connecting in person either. You might see people <laughs> nodding along, but they might be doing that just to be polite, like, because you're looking at them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what he's saying, but I'm not. Right. So you know, if you if you 
take advantage of the fact that people are have never been more comfortable to listen to you speak than they are on a webinar. That is a huge tool to be in your toolbox. The biggest obstacle advisors face or or anyone giving seminar faces is making those attendees comfortable with what you say so that you can showcase your authenticity. That's the only way you're going to convert. But when they're sitting at home, they're wearing what they want to wear. They know you can't see them. They're listening intently to what you have to say. They've never been more comfortable because when you go to an event, there's a reason why a speaker will set somebody behind a desk or give somebody a table to sit behind. Most people think it's so they have room to write. People don't really take notes. The reason you put someone behind a table is because it puts a physical barrier in between you and the attendee. So the speaker and the attendee has, has a physical barrier that protects them that says, you know what, he can't get me because there's this just this little, this little tiny barrier. And hmm. it just it triggers your mind to make you feel a little bit more safe. Yeah. Webinars, you're the safest you've ever been. And there is no guilt in saying this guy's boring. I'm I'm clicking out of it. That's but a great if point. Can, if you can captivate them and keep them engaged throughout that webinar. And there's all sorts of great ways to do that that you can do virtually that you just couldn't do in person. Then you have the most engaged, but also the most comfortable person. And when someone's comfortable and confident and engaged, those are the people that say yes. Yeah. No, I think you actually have to be, you have to be more charismatic. Like you have to be more on a webinar because of that fact, because they can just easily turn you off with no guilt or anything. So also like being engaging. Do you guys do, like I know on our webinars, you said, you know, we're not sure if, if people, if we're doing well, like we'll sometimes ask like, hey, chat in to see how we're doing. Do you guys get that interaction going back and forth? I know you said some are pre-recorded, so I'm guessing not for those. But for the live webinars, are you doing that educate that that engagement aspect? You do it. Yeah, you do it for all of them, even even the pre-recorded ones. So what you do is you'll built in either way you do it. The, the only there's only one downside compared to in person or live, and that's if you do live, there's a, a potential chance of tech issues, right? Because that happens. If you do it pre-recorded, you take all that away, but you don't have to change anything about your speech. There's no reason that if I'm doing a webinar and it's recorded, I can't say, you know, does anybody have any questions on this? Do you guys understand what I'm saying? You, you can still say those things. They're going to chat. It, it's almost irrelevant what they answer. It's the fact that they did answer because now they're engaging. And we can do the same thing when your event is going on is we'll put up polls throughout. You know, we're, we're doing a baseline here. We're talking about taxes and retirement. Do you guys know, is it, you know what's your confidence level on the, the Secure Act? Are you guys familiar with that? You know, boom, boom, boom. And they can answer. We can run that poll throughout. And then the advisor can keep going and explain regardless of what those answers are. Now, what you want to do is you want to be able to, you know, run that, that question and answer, which is great when you're doing the pre-recorded because the advisor can, himself can run that chat if he wants to during the event and answer questions live. And that's amazingly powerful. You can run polls. And then you also, one benefit of doing webinars opposed to any other lead form is when they're the most hooked. If you're 10 minutes into your presentation, they're like, oh my God, that point, I need to know all about that. You can put your calendar in the chat function right there and they can book 15 minutes with you. Right when they're most hooked, as opposed to 30 minutes later where you might've lost them and they're like, now you talked about a bunch of other stuff that I didn't really care about. You know, I don't really need to talk to them about that. You can hit them right when they're nice and warm. And a lot of the advisors that, you know, you have 15 households on, They'll have 11 appointments booked before they even get to the close. 
because they drop that in there to say, hey, you know what? You, you do a tactical close. You do an emotional close. You tell a story with you know strategic next steps planned into it, you know, and you do all of that. But your calendar is available. You make sure that it's a nice warm offering, and they can book with you during that webinar, as opposed to hey, you know. Luke's can be in the back of the room, hold up your yellow form, make sure you go see him, grab a time on your calendar, stand in that line. That's all gone. Right now, I'm sitting here, scroll right over, I can click that button, I pick Tuesday at two o'clock, and I'm, I'm set. I'm absolutely Are set. you guys seeing good conversion rates? Meaning like from like what's average, if you got like 20 people, 30 people to show up, are you getting one or two appointments out of that? Or what's what's the conversion rates you guys are seeing? Oh, it should be, it should be way higher than that, okay. in, in all honesty. So what we'll do is attendance rates are usually what advisors focus on because most other, you know, most other marketing efforts, they pay attention to, I spent $3,000 of marketing, how many people are going to show up? Yep. It's kind of irrelevant when you work with White Glove. You say you want 20 households. Let's say we're seeing a, a dip in attendance. We're only seeing 35% attendance on, I don't know, well, we'll just take 60 registrations then. And we'll get you your 20 that, that show up. The other 40 are free. Um, but what we see is, if just like in a live seminar, if you don't have at least 50% of the people raising their hand and saying, I'm interested, then there's something wrong. Then there's something that's not clicking, something that you're not doing correct. And one of the nice things that we figured out is, you know, especially again, if you use that pre-recording, or even if you want to do it live, still record one ahead of time. If you send it to our team, what we did was since we have to, since we run every single webinar we maintain, we have a full team of people that do that. We run fifteen hundred of these things, right? But we've seen all of them. Like love, sit back and they watch us fifteen hundred events that advisors perform in front of consumers and we figured out which ones would convert. We figured out which ones are, are nailing it. And what we devised out of that data is a 100-point scorecard is what we do. And we'll give that to any advisor working with us. They can send in a recording. We'll watch it. We'll go through that whole presentation and say, yep, you got a, you got a C- because you didn't do this, this, and this. Or, you know, on, on average, it's about a C- plus or a B- is what advisors get. Really? And even established, great seminar um, speakers they didn't have to adapt to that webinar format. And it's just a little bit different. And so we're not guessing at what we think will work. We've walked 1,500 of these things and we say, okay, these ones really converted, these ones didn't, what's the difference? And then we came up with that scorecard and we'll do that for any advisor. Work. Is it a formula? Is it like, is it a cadence of the, like the rhythm of the webinar and when you're putting the ask out there or how are you grading it? That's definitely part of it. There's um, there's a hundred points available, and it's everything from cadence, slide content, number of slides, your your power opening, your initial call to action, your call to close, your engagement. You know, all of that is baked into that scorecard. We basically went through and outlined every single thing that would drive somebody to action and have high conversion. We outlined it and said, "Hey, this is what you need to do." Hmm. I want you I to grade mean, our webinars. Yeah, seriously. I want to send you our webinars. I want you to grade it. Yeah. Give us a fine. score. That's fine. I'll give our last probably, one, our last webinar probably. bombed. But the ones before that, what are we around 25, 30%? No, we were close. Yeah, 35%. 35% closing up. rate. Yeah. Which we thought was well, really just, good. What do you think about that? Is that like that's signing up online? Like pulling out their credit card right there, signing yeah, up online. You guys are you guys are charging money, right? You know yeah. what I mean, so that's that's totally different than setting a, 
than taking someone's life savings. Yep. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> that's totally different than than a, a consultation and driving like an so appointment. There's, yeah. there's real needs if you if you've signed up to learn about you know estate planning, you've signed up to learn about limiting your tax liability in retirement. You have needs, right? Yeah. That marketing is already kind of honed into. You have needs for that. Um, so to to say, hey, I want my personal questions answered. This is my situation in a 15 minute call. If someone's going to say no to that, then you probably need to tweak what you're saying. What's the number one factor? What's the number one factor in the scoring for a webinar? It's all pretty equally balanced because you have you have to do it all. You can't have a great opening and then be flat the rest of the thing. You can't you can't wait to the end and have a great close. I mean, I would say the number one. If I had to pick one thing, one all encompassing word that makes you effective when you're giving a webinar presentation, it's authenticity. You have to showcase yourself as a human. You have to showcase, yep, you, you're going to be knowledgeable. You're going to be respected. You're going to be that person that, uh, that they can trust. But you'll never get anywhere with someone unless you can show that you're authentic. I have to you back have to be that able up. To show who you are. Yeah, no, I was going to say I backed that up because one of the things that I have found over the years is I have refined like presenting and doing webinars and doing it at offices. I actually lose people because it's too polished, like it's too smooth, it's too, and they then perceive you as a salesperson or, a, you know what I mean? They per, yeah, they yeah. perceive it as a pitch. Yeah. So that's actually hurt me because there's been times where I'll deliver a presentation and then one of my sales reps will deliver the same presentation, but they're, I mean, they're doing some things that make them feel human where I'm just like speeding through it, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and theirs will perform better. Because it gets more questions, people see it more, less threatening. So I think that authenticity, I think you're hitting the nail on the head there, is like you got to be able to display authenticity to connect with the audience. And it's hard with webinars. And I think, well, I think you do a really good job of it, Luke. I, yeah, I got pixelated by Reminder Media at some point in my life. So I see your face on my phone every single day doing something. <laughs> and, and you always just seem like yourself. And I think that, you know, some of the best presenters are able to do that, just to, just to talk. You know, and, th- and that's what people want. They want a real human being. Information is free, right? Everyone carries every bit of information they'd ever need in their pocket every yep. day. And it's half times glued to their face. That's free. They don't need more information. What they need is someone to explain it to them. And even more than that, they need someone they can know, like, and trust to do it for them and make sure that they feel confident in your abilities. Yep. And that starts with knowing that you're a real human being and that you care about me. And the only way you're going to get there is to be authentic in front of your audience. Yeah, a lot of that comes yeah, from passion. We had the ability to interview, actually from you, really connection from you, Ed Slot. And I mean, Ed Slot, obviously, I mean, he he is this expert in IRAs and all this stuff financial, this, this stuff that's over my head, right? <laughs> but the guy is so passionate oh my gosh. about it. Yeah, He is so passionate about the tax code and, and saving your money that you get naturally drawn in. You're like, this guy is talking about like, I want to be an accountant. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to read that IRS tax I code. Like I, that, didn't, I didn't know being an accountant could be so fun. Yeah, I mean, correct. I something about it on TikTok, but I didn't understand it. But now I get it. It was, that's not, yeah. it, it was so powerful just to watch a guy be so passionate about IRAs and saving money with taxes so or you know, what you can do. And you just go, yeah. man, that's so valuable when you're wh- wherever you're at, when you're presenting all these things. I have to ask you when it comes to like, okay, you're doing the webinar. 
you're getting, let's say, 15, 20 people on. Let's say you get 50% to raise their hand. What are the things that people need to do to make sure they turn it into business? So if you've run a successful event, how, how do you make sure you turn it into business? One thing that advisors preconceive, I'm going to give you some real tactical steps that you can use, but one thing advisors need to get out of their own way with is meeting people virtually. You're, those webinar attendees signed up to meet you virtually, and you have to get comfortable doing Zoom meetings. You hmm. have to get comfortable doing Zoom meetings, you know, doing virtual meetings as opposed to trying to drag them into your office. Yes, they might want to come into your office, but you know what? You're missing a huge opportunity if you can't build rapport over over Zoom, over FaceTime, over a meeting like this. If you can't do that, then you're doing yourself a grave disservice for your, your business. So learn how to do that. There's a couple of really easy things that you can do. One, you know, have somebody in your office set up the meeting and do an intro. You know, check the sounds, check the camera. Hey, hey, Luke, can you see me? Can you see us all right? We're gonna bring Bad on here in just a minute. Just want to make sure the audio is good. Oh, how's it going? The weather's great today. Okay. Now that person's feeling a little bit more comfortable. Now the expert comes on and has that conversation. You know, just have that virtual greeter on there. Great we do that when we do our one-on-one appointments for people. We bring on a virtual greeter to warm them up, get them, nice. get them comfortable with the setting. But that's something that you absolutely need to be able to do is meet those people where they want to meet you. And I always ask advisors, if you're not willing to meet your ideal prospect where they want, who do you want them to meet with? Because they're going to meet somebody. You know, if, they, if they're not, if they're not going to meet with, if you don't want to meet them virtually, and you're going to try to drag them to the office, they don't need to go there. They're just going to talk to the other guy who will meet them virtually. So true. And and you just have that choice to make: are you which 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 part do you want to be uncomfortable with? Uncomfortable talking to your ideal prospect, or uncomfortable with your ideal prospect talking to somebody else? Do you feel like you're constantly chasing after new leads? Does it feel like you're on a hamster wheel, running forward but not getting anywhere? That's not the life you imagined when you got into this business. Listen in as Luke Acre and I prove the extraordinary power of referrals and the money you can make using referral-based marketing. Our free webinar shows you how to stay top of mind, nurture clients, and automate your marketing so you can get off the hamster wheel for good. Go to ReminderMedia.com slash hamster wheel. Yes, that's the real URL. We named it that so you'd remember. Go there to find out the secrets that the top producers are using to live the life of freedom you know you deserve. That's ReminderMedia.com slash hamster wheel. Take action on this today. And then after the event, so you just wrapped up your webinar, you're done, you did an amazing job, you have you know 10 people signed up for an appointment, that's great. Okay, so maybe you got 10 people that didn't sign up for an appointment, and then on top of that, you got another 20 that didn't even attend. You know, if, if I'm an advisor, I might focus on those 10 appointments and move on with life. But what you're doing is you're missing absolute gold there. What I would always recommend doing, and, and we do this for our advisors that do it, uh, that work with us. But what I always recommend doing is an immediate first round of phone calls after the webinar. Mm. This is not a this is not a seminar where it's six thirty. It runs until eight. They drive home. It's eight thirty, nine o'clock, and now you're calling them at nine o'clock at night, and they don't want to hear from you. Totally different mentality. You do a webinar at one o'clock in the afternoon. Now it's one forty-five, and you know they're free because they're sitting in front of their computer. They just had they just listened to you on your on their phone for. 45 minutes and now that rings. Oh my God, it's Luke Avery. He's on the phone. He wants to offer me 15 minutes. This is awesome. Of course, when can I do it? You know, you get that little bit of a um, personal touch by reaching out. So do a first round of uh, phone calls right after the webinar. Do it to the people that attended and didn't book. 
do it to the people that didn't show up. Hey, sorry, you missed it. You know, we're going to send out the recording. And you send out that first email because you have to, right? Follow up with an email, shoot a little video, a little 30 second, 60 second video introducing yourself. Right. You know, hey, this is this is what I do. Tell your tell, tell your little power opening or your why story, and then offer them that that recording. You know, when we have advisors do that, half the time that people don't even watch the recording, they just book a meeting. Wow. That's fantastic. Because they signed up, they want to know about it, but yeah, I didn't go because, you know, 45 minutes to hear about taxes, that sounds kind of awful. Yeah. But, you know, that, that Luke guy followed up with me. He seems like a nice guy, knows what he's talking about. I'm just going to take that 15 minute meeting. That's a lot easier than walking 45 minutes of something I probably won't stomach through. So, that's great. We have advisors see more success or as equal success off those no shows with that recording than they do the people that actually showed up in the first place. Because, you know what, guys? You're not fooling anyone. Every webinar in the history of webinars is recorded and you can watch it after. We all know, we all know, you know, we all know. Not ours, Brad. We don't send them out. No, I'm just kidding. We all know it's recorded somewhere. And if you didn't show up, you're going to be able to get to watch it on your own time. And people know that. So don't be stingy with it. Give out that information. Put in your personal touch. Shoot that little video. There's some great services out there. Um, um, You can use Zoom to do it. You can use a, a free service called Loom. It's out there to just shoot a quick little video and send that out with your recording. No, I think that it's, it's the follow-up that so many people miss. Like you go in, you, there's so much expectation or build up or anticipation to like actually doing the event that once you've done it, you're like, oh, I did it. Yep. I'm done. And then it's having the, I guess, the discipline and then the fortitude to actually follow through on the follow-up yep. and send out and, and chase chase those leads who didn't show up as well. Yep. I mean, uh, we follow up to our webinars, right? And our presentations. And a lot of the times it's really, def- it's an easy convo because you're calling, hey, Brad, you know, saw you were on the webinar. I'm following up with everybody. That makes them feel comfortable, like they're not singled out. And I just want to make sure you got your questions answered, any que- answer any questions for you. And then I always drop the line. I always go, man, I'm getting phenomenal feedback from people wanting to know about XYZ. I mean, they don't know if I'm getting phenomenal feedback or not, but no one wants to be the uncool kid on the schoolyard, <laughs> right? So it's like, I'm getting phenomenal feedback on XYZ. And so just wanted to know, do you have any questions? And nine times out of 10, the person goes, well, I was curious also about XYZ. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> and, then right. you, and then you're leading them down the path you want. Now that's our oh, no, I, I know all about that. Those yeah. people are just uneducated. I know everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No one wants to, no one wants to be that person, but no, I think that's great. It is all in the follow-up. It's all in the making sure that you don't throw away the leads that you can cultivate and turn those into business. Talk a little bit about the Be Advised podcast, like what you're doing there. Cause you got this great podcast that is, you know, oh, out and I, I, it's I had like, some fantastic uh, guests. Luke Acree. Yeah. Has there, been a guest. Great Luke episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but I did have Luke Acree on there and he's running what, like the number six sales and marketing podcast. That's crazy. Or something. So, Dude, yeah, we were, we were 37 system. today in Africa, South Africa. We were number 37 on the marketing charts. And I'm like, we how many that. marketing listeners are there in South Africa? There's probably a ton. Who knows? Ton. I'm going to say there's a ton. There, there must be. Maybe that's where you're getting all your followers. Now I don't feel so bad. Yeah. Well, dude, we've been like up in the top in India, South Africa, United States. We were number one Canada. in the Cayman Islands. Yeah. Cayman Islands were number one. Um, New Zealand. We we hit in the, like the top 30 in New Zealand. I'm like, how is this happening? You see how Luke brought up your pa- podcast and, and talk then talked about, about ours? Podcast? You just yeah. made me feel good. Well, okay, actually, go, go ahead. It was actually, your, it was your fault because you were like, you know, great guests like Luke. And then I made a joke about how great your guys' podcast yeah. was. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> Um, 
it's it's honestly been an amazing journey. We started it last year, um, and really the idea with White Glove is that we just want to give back to the industry. You know, rising tide raises all ships, right? So what we actually did was we created three different channels. I do a podcast where I just bring on every industry expert that is willing to talk to me, and we just give out free value. Love just, it. Hey, you know what? Listen, this is gonna this is gonna help an advisor grow their practice. Doesn't always have to do with anything White Glove sells. That's not the point. The point is, let's make everybody better at what they do. And uh, we, so we have a podcast, Be Advised. And then on White Club, we have what's called the Captivating Advisor. And what that is, is trying to help advisors be more than salespeople, be more than marketers, hmm. really captivate their audience. And they have, a, they have a, a circle, right? That people will listen and do things when they speak. And what you do with that will determine how successful you are in business. And that's kind of the idea behind captivating marketing is reaching out to that circle and then growing that circle. And the, the value add of this captivating advisor series, you know, podcast in there. We also do industry leading um, experts come in and they, they provide content and blog formats. We have a, a great blog on the SEC guidelines that just updated. And then we do uh, what we call an in the trenches. And that is 100% just five to 10 minute videos with advisors that are doing something just uber successful. Oh, that's and awesome. May or may not have anything to do with white gloves. It's just, hey, this is what they're trying and this is what they're overcoming and this is what it works. And if if there's anything that we can provide a value to get an advisor to make it till tomorrow, to keep going with, because it's tough. I mean, it, it's a grind out there. And if if we can help you with something of value, I mean, that, that was the whole idea behind the advice. It's just it's leading with value, helping advisors, you know, regardless if they do business with White Glove or not. We just want to make sure that the, the industry keeps moving forward. That's awesome. Now, you guys should be a case study on pivoting. I mean, oh, look, yeah. looking at, at what you've added to your business, um, you've got the podcast. You actually have a podcast done for you solution, right? So you actually produce podcasts. You've got social post now you've got the workshops you've got the live seminars the virtual webinars and it all fits like i was looking and at direct, it again don't, today don't forget direct appointments we do those now as well yeah the, the advisor can literally sit back and have an appointment pop up on his calendar with an interested prospect if the interest prospect doesn't show up they don't pay like, how crazy is that <laughs> that's right? amazing. your money back guarantees that's amazing yeah. but like it all yeah. fits under this umbrella of being an influencer being like an educator or bringing education you know whether that's through the podcast or through it's the social posting or the seminars themselves so just kudos to you guys yeah. you guys are killing it i mean really that system is built to to be an all-encompassing system you know we yeah. have a lot of advisors that buy these services a la carte like oh i'm a seminar guy i like doing seminars or you know what I'm not doing, never going back to seminars. I love webinars. Or, you know, um, we have people that, you know what, all I want is the, the social media management. I just want social connect. And then we got the guys that, oh, I'd love to do podcasts. That sounds great. But if you bake those all together in a real marketing plan, you know, you have the, you know, I love the last presentation you gave, Luke, that had the leaky bucket. Yep. You know, that's, that's what Like Love is here to fix. We fill the top of the funnel, but then we're also providing branding, nurturing. Yep. You know, making sure that that seminar lead that came to your event six years ago still knows who you are when their question comes up. And oh, by the way, when they find you online, you're going to be super credible because of the content you're sharing on social media and how you were that guest expert on the podcast. It all works together to shorten that sales cycle and make you authentic, 
right? We want to showcase you as that expert through education in all of those formats. Yeah. yeah. All right, Brad, thanks again for coming on the podcast. Before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you and learn more about White Glove. Talk me on LinkedIn, because if you're not on LinkedIn, you're missing out. So go on LinkedIn, look up Brad Swiner, hit me up, say, hey, I heard you on Luke's podcast. Luke is way cooler than you on podcasting. Just wanted to let you know. <laughs> or tell me a good dad joke. I love good dad jokes. And you know, if you're interested in learning more about White Glove, very simple, whiteglove.com. Come check us out. We're, we're here to help advisors grow without doing any of work. We're taking any financial risk. That's love just it. simply what we do. What do you call bears with no ears? B. Bees. Hey, you got it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks. Thanks again, Brad. Thank you all so much for listening to Dive Deeper this episode. Get those links that Brad mentioned and the video of this so you can see Brad's man bun. Head on over to staypaidpodcast.com. You can get all of that there. And if you're looking for ways to support the show, there's only two ways we ask you to do it, and they're completely free. The first one is to head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a review and a five-star rating. And the best way is to tell a friend about this episode. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can do the old-fashioned way. You can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or you can connect with us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acre, and definitely check out White Glove. They are phenomenal. Here's your action item for the show is if you haven't tried a webinar, an educational webinar for your community, for your database, I mean, even think about your past clients, something educational. It doesn't matter if you're in insurance, real estate, financial advising, you have knowledge that you can give to your audience that will showcase your credibility, give value, it will get them, your audience deeper into the know, like, and trust. Try an educational webinar. White Glove can do it for you and you have none of the risks, so you can go to White Glove and get them to do it for you or do it yourself. But remember this, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 